2: Double checker, let's go. Well, the entire luncheon club is here today, huh? And you know what? And I ate in my car. Oh, that's good. I made a uh, turkey you'd, and you'd bacon sandwich. Yeah.
3: What do you have? I'm eating a pumpkin pie bar thing. Wait downstairs. That's
2: he's here. A dollar ninety. I said the entire luncheon club is here. <laughs> I already have the turkey club. <laughs> oh, he's uh, and he's eating as as we speak. Mm-hmm. Are you ready, brah? He's rolling. I'm getting the thumbs up here, Daniels. Raj, logic. Oh. Bro- uh, that's not a broadcast. It's the podcast. It's a
1: podcast. Number 30, October 24, 2018. The uh, low on this day in Garage Logic was 15 degrees in 1887. The high was 80 degrees as recently as 1989. This podcast is brought to you by our great friends at Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on production. Chris Reavers, director of social media. John Hyde in the newsroom. And occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe
2: Suchere. This building hasn't been evacuated, has it? (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) CNN sure has, man. Woo! They're telling everybody. San Diego
1: newspaper just got evacuated. CNN, Clintons, did Obama, the white... George Soros. Eh. The White is House, hel- I'm not is sure. Is it healthy to go... No, that's no, no, not at the White House. Is it healthy to go through life uh, as cynical as I feel right now? <laughs> I don't think so. It really isn't, is it? It isn't. Oh, isn't. I'm
3: afraid you have the same thought I had. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if the return address was, in fact... <laughs> Donald J. <laughs> <G>. Trump. <laughs> yes. Yes, because it
1: just seems so, I don't know. It seems so something. You can, it, ju- can it possibly be healthy to go through life as cynical as I feel right now? I don't think you're the only one.
2: Uh, I'm gonna, Hasn't that helped your career?
1: Uh, I'm going to make it even <laughs> well.
2: worse for you. <laughs> oh. I'm going to make it worse for you, and I have to be careful how I, how I phrase I this. I really hope you will be. Oh, God. <clears throat> I know someone... That has recently uh, working in a school in one of the um, northern metro counties. All right. Okay. And. Uh, just a long story. No, <laughs> I just it's a sad one. So far. It is. The reports <laughs> that I'm getting back are on the behavior of children. Yeah. It's really bad. What's that have to do with what I'm talking about? You're talking about uh, our current situation, our future as a country. And I'm saying right now, uh, with the ones we have waiting in the wings to grow up in this society, it's not going to be any better. This is
3: why when I listen to this podcast and Mm -hmm. I'm out in the sticks all by myself, I find myself yelling at the podcast Mm -hmm. because of that, what just happened right there.
2: (laughs) You opening your mouth? I'm yelling.
3: Shut up, rookie!
4: Hey, okay. Wow. I'll, I'll,
2: Shut up! i uh, back. back then, that's fine. But yeah. isn't it a little... Uh, so nobody understood what I was saying at all, huh? Isn't
1: it terribly convenient? <laughs> You're that in the woods. Ever. <laughs> I don't want this to be a podcast in which everyone has their own Well, then why dismiss <laughs> what, I'm what I am said? I'm not. Kenny was the one who started yelling at <laughs> oh, you. Yeah, I, I got to so. direct my I want you to sex. be quiet. It seems to me too remarkably convenient that these such high-profile liberals are are getting... Uh, I know what you're doing in there. You're going to gang up on me,
2: no. aren't you? I was just told. <laughs> no,
3: I'm, I was having the same thoughts you were this morning. When I don't want to be this cynical. When I heard the list. Mm-hmm. And I was also cynical, and I'm glad you brought it up. Um, with the Barron County Sheriff you interviewed mm-hmm. yesterday, you asked the same question I would have asked mm-hmm. because of my own... Cynicism, mm-hmm. which drives me crazy. What about the child? Yeah. But I don't even
1: I don't even think that's cynicism. Uh, uh and and I listen I re-listened to the podcast interview with uh, uh Chris Fitzgerald, yes. the sheriff of Barron County, and I because I thought <coughs> his uh answer to that question, do you is has I'm gonna paraphrase myself, uh is the child been uh ex- ruled out as a ruled out as a, as a suspect. And right. I thought his answer was very professional. Uh, very well put together. There was a slight beat while he waited to answer. Yeah. And then uh, I picked up listening to it again. uh, He said, she was alive in the house. Yeah. And she is now considered a missing person. Right.
4: And in danger. And
1: in danger.
4: And I don't think that question, Joe, had anything to do with cynicism. Oh, I don't either. I don't either. I think when you're dealing of a story of this magnitude, every single stone needs to be turned over.
1: At which literally was done yesterday physically uh, by the 2,000 volunteers, and apparently they didn't really uh, turn up much of anything.
4: You know what? I, I, uh, we have a, a, a Facebook thread uh, with every single episode, and so there's comments posted by various listeners saying, you know, chiming in with certain topics. And one person went to volunteer yesterday, and apparently you need an ID? To volunteer?
1: Yeah, and there's a reason for that. Oh, yeah.
4: That's oh, I so didn't... I, you know. This is all news to me. I did not know this. The
1: reason for that is you could be walking next to the killer. Yeah. And they oh, want they want track of everyone who's sure. there. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: It's like the guys that light fires and then go back to watch the mm-hmm. fire. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes
1: yeah, sense yeah. then. The other thing that, that occurred to me when I was talking last night with a fellow, if in fact a Dodge, an orange Dodge Challenger was seen in the area... That no. in and of itself doesn't mean much until it can be established that that car had a role in this uh, murder somehow. Right. But that's a that's a noteworthy car and a noteworthy color in a in a relatively small town. And if in fact an orange Dodge Challenger was present, it, it can't be that long before somebody's going to say, "Hey, uh, Mickey's got an orange J- a Dodge Challenger." Right. You know that. That's a unique car in a small town.
4: Bo and Luke had an orange Challenger. That's right.
2: That's right. <laughs> but you could get... Uh, but even in a... Um, I they had a Charger, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, even in St. Paul, a... that would still be a a unique car.
1: Well, well, an orange Challenger. Last week, there was the shooting on uh, Sherburn near Kent Street, mm-hmm. and the and the shooters were inside an orange Dodge uh, either Charger or Challenger. Mm. But my, my point being... Uh, I, I guess I don't know what my point is. My point being that if that's a local inside job in Barron, it, it's not going to – I'm surprised it's taken this long that that something hasn't cracked loose. And we can't expect the sheriff to tell us, yeah, we think it's an absolute local inside job. Yeah, it's job. Rick down right. the street. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I think like all cops, he certainly knows more than he was willing to share with us yesterday.
2: And that's his job. Right. As this plays out, I think we should call him again. I think he's happy to talk about it because the more people he reaches— We can expose him to a lot of people. Right. The the awareness factor, and I, that's only a Did positive. you happen to keep the direct number I gave you yesterday?
4: I did, and I still have it out there. Good. In fact, I, I cannot believe the reaction we got from yesterday's episode because the story is somewhat close to home. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how, it, how, many, how many different people reacted to yesterday, just him being on the show.
1: Well, if we get him back on, i got to remind myself to ask him, was there any evidence of a, of a robbery? Right.
3: You know. So what do you know about today's events, uh, Joe? All I've heard is a list of addresses and suspicious packages. Do you know anything about these packages? Well, no. in fact, they are.
0: Uh, there is some new information. Uh, the New York police are saying the CNN one definitely contained explosives and a white powder.
1: Wow. So, Which could have been ex-
0: flour. What do you mean by right. explosives? Well, I don't know. We They're don't not know. saying... Like Joe said yesterday, two sticks of dynamite tied that together. That says TNT Exactly. On it, right. From the Acme Acme dynamite. Acme right. Dynamite. Right. A goat
4: full of dynamite.
1: <laughs> the left has been getting a lot of grief, though, for the way they've been ha- uh, hectoring people in restaurants. And Maxine Waters says, "Take it to the streets, get in their face. And there's this tremendous resistance movement. And you wonder, I think maybe they maybe if you wanted to be the cynical okay. person, the powers that be might have said, we've got to even this up a little. Uh, we're really looking bad with our behavior That's
2: we're, novel type stuff. We're
1: acting sophomorically and immaturely and and so let's act equally immaturely and and uh, create I, I hope to God that isn't it because there's crackpots on the right and the left right So I, I mean I, I can go either way but it's just the, the the people targeted with these supposed explosive devices are the most prominent. This isn't, you know, this isn't Johnny Hayseed in Nebraska. Yeah, they're on the board, threatening <laughs> some uh, uh, Democratic legislator in in uh, in Nebraska. These these are the these are the main players in the in the uh, in the game. These are the main people: the Obamas, the Clintons, CNN, the New York Times, uh, Soros. George Soros. You know want the You know what else you learn? Hmm. Man, those rich liberals got neat houses. <laughs> Sorrell's got what an estate he has. Yeah, More he's got some nice him. digs. Yeah, and and the and the Clintons have this wonderful property, and the Obamas uh, have this wonderful
2: wonderful home uh, in the Washington and D.C. And those two area. basically came from from nothing. The Clintons and the Obamas mm-hmm. didn't have big money. Didn't have you know multi millions of dollars prior to being in office. Zilch. Yeah. They landed it worked on their out feet. For them. It yeah. worked out for them. Landed on their feet. That's yeah. what you say.
1: Well, I hope I hope this ends. I hope nobody gets hurt. I don't know what it is. And I, I acknowledge to John over in our hovel, John, it's just not healthy to be this cynical. <laughs> and I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why a fellow could take to the drink being this cynical. Was that okay. it?
2: That's, That's my it excuse is. today. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Lock right. her in. Today. Exactly what <laughs> I was I know say. I'm home a little early again today, but we're taking to the streets. So. <laughs>
1: You know what else I'm cynical about? <laughs> Tell. This caravan of people
2: uh, marching to the United States. What, what do you mean? What is your cynicism?
1: Well, I was reading today in the Washington Post uh, some some belief of Mike Pence that he's talked to the Honduran president who <laughs> who told him that this is being funded by Venezuela. Uh, I'm a little suspicious of that because Venezuela does, literally does not have a pot to pee in. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where the, the uh, Marxist leader of Venezuela would be getting the funds to feed what is now called 14,000 people marching thousands of miles to the United States. But aren't you suspicious uh, about – I mean, did you ever see – have you studied the photographs
2: of the people marching? I've seen them, Yes. I don't know that study. How, how but are
1: they capable of
2: walking forty miles a day? I uh, I thought of that myself many times. Who's feeding them? When do they? I know was when listening to, stop? to
1: the I was listening to the Glenn Beck show earlier today on terrestrial radio, mm-hmm. and he he often asked some interesting questions rhetorically, and he 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 was asking that who's feeding them? Where are they getting water?
3: Where are they going to the bathroom?
1: Where are they? Where's the sanitary conditions? Are they are sleeping in the streets. Yes, I've seen pictures of them sleeping in the streets. But they get to these towns that I would imagine are somewhat pressed for their own food. And are they being fed? And if so, who's paying for that?
2: Well, well Yeah, how would it be funded? How would it be? That's what I'm asking. Hmm. How can
1: 7,500 people, now called 14,000 people, uh, are they hopping on flatbed trucks when the cameras aren't looking? <laughs> I, I, how are they doing advanced. this? These are uh, people who are, are, in my guess, are not f- that fit to walk 2,500 miles. Is that a
2: fair statement? Sure. Yes. Newsroom, anyone? Plus, anyone? you would also Staff? need, Staff? like you said, you need water. You Where need the basics. Where are they getting the water?
0: There is a, uh, I'm just going over a story trying to answer these questions. Uh, yeah. Church groups apparently at various stops have been serving them food and oh, water. Okay, I don't know. if stick could serve 14,000. But, but
1: during 40 miles a day. He can't walk. A human being can't walk 40 miles in one day. I'm yeah. a walker. That's impossible. I walk. I don't think I can go 40 miles.
3: So, I have a new exercise regimen up north uh, where I now walk. You stick a
1: screwdriver into a wiener and stand outside your
3: grill? <laughs> That's garage grilling. Yeah. Um, no, my, my fitness <laughs> regimen is now I no longer drive my truck from one barn to the other. That'll boy. Like, hey. I, walk, I walk the 20 yards. That'll boy. It wow. starts with and, one. Uh, I got to tell you, by the end of the day, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm thinking at the end of the day, I've walked maybe, oh, half a
1: mile. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Oh, yeah. My feet barely work. They're throbbing. <laughs> well, then let's look at this seriously. How are these people fleeing destitution, supposedly, feeling, uh, fleeing extraordinary poverty, how in the hell are they walking 40 miles a day? How are they fit? How are they physically capable of this? I want some input here.
2: What's going to happen is we are going to give you input, probably... Right when no, we, I don't.
4: I don't want to leave no, you. I don't want. I'm not, done. So I'm not you're done. You're not
2: done with your 40 miles yet. This will be this anyway. Speaking
4: right. of that, right? Um, yeah, that. You're reminding me because Greg Holcomb did another great cartoon this time of our guy Pedro Luca. Yep, it's brilliant. Oh, he's brilliant. It's it's now on the Garage Logic yeah, page. Yeah, uh, GarageLogic.com. He's basically begging, Joe, stop giving me so much attention. I don't want to become Marjorie Johnson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, did you see his
1: new one of the? Uh, Of the transgendered uh, tennis, uh, high school tennis
4: Yeah, we're going to put that one up at the end of the week. All right. (laughs) We're going to give Pedro a couple of days. Pedro's all right. P.S.
2: Send my pigeon back with some of those forever stamps.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're the only podcast in America that offers you a political cartoon.
4: That's right. right. Uh, You just go to garagelogic.com, go to features, scroll down and hit GL Comics, and Greg's entire collection can be found right there.
0: You know, I got more info on the migrants if you'd like some.
4: I would love the some. The
0: growing caravan of Honduran migrants, when they hit southern Mexico, received help at every turn from sympathetic Mexicans who offered food, water, and clothing. Hundreds of locals, hundreds of locals driving pickups, vans, and cargo trucks stopped to let the migrants clamber aboard. Okay.
1: And carried them further. Uh, clean clothes. That makes sense because, uh, again, uh, it's tough to well, walk 40 miles a day in that heat. Yeah, you'd have to
3: stop at the well, laundromat. What are they going to do when they get to our border? Well, We're they just, intend to storm it, apparently. We're just going to turn them around, right? Right. Close, right? Close for repair. Well,
1: why isn't this? Well, it's, it's already working for the president to have threatened Honduras. Look, if you don't stop this, you're not getting your $2 billion or whatever the hell we give right. you. Mexico, you got to stop it. Uh, are they capable? I don't think they're capable of stopping that. I but, but, I mean, if you look, if you take the larger view... It's an extraordinary event for 14,000 people to walk 3,000 miles Mm -hmm. without some sort of support system along the way. And I guess what we're learning from Johnny Height is that, I guess, local churches are pitching in. They're passing through some towns that look pretty bucolic to me. Why don't they just stay there? Right. Start anew. I'd need like a Raz scooter, one of those little... State Fair scooters.
2: You'd be like Woody Allen, plug it in every mile or so, and then you can go 40 feet and then plug it in again.
1: Boy, Lime would do a hell of a business there, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would. Line that route with the scooters. Yeah. I don't think you're dealing with people with credit cards. That's true. All right. Just a moment. All right.
3: Cannot stop him.
1: He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. I got to ask Kenny some questions. Are you feeling rested? Uh, no, uh, not really. Well, I got something for you. Lay it on uh, and uh, My pillow inventor and founder, Mike Lindell, has got a great new my pillow mattress topper. You don't need to buy a new mattress. This thing is the real deal. Three unique layers. Designed to provide superior support, distribute body weight, and, and uh, regulate your body temperature. You don't need to spend thousands of dollars to, for a new mattress. Try one of these. My Pillow mattress toppers have a 10 year warranty, 60 day money back guarantee. They come in seven sizes from Twin to Cal King. Uh, Mike's also extending a special offer to GL podcast listeners now through December 31st. You can save 30% on any size. My pillow mattress topper and get two my pillow standard pillows when you enter the promo code GL at checkout. Thirty percent off and two standard my pillows. You can't lose. Go to mypillow.com, click on the mattress topper button on the homepage and enter the promotional code GL at checkout. Sleep better soon.
3: That's all uh, fascinating, Such, but I didn't hear a word you said after you said the temperature regulated control thing. Say that look that part up again and tell it to me. The body uh, temperature. I'll sweat through a t shirt every now and then. Okay. While sleeping. And well, I don't got, understand. It's got
1: three layers. Uh, one provides superior support, it, it distributes your body weight for ultimate comfort, and it regulates your body temperature.
3: That's where I was sold, right there. Yeah. I don't need to get up, take a shower, change No, I want to be cool when I'm <laughs> sleeping. I want to
1: be comfortable. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm sick you of were. two uh,
1: shirts. A little while ago, you were assembling uh, GL Axioms. You yes. were wondering about them. Yeah, uh, three prices you pay. Of course, is the price you pay, the price you told her you pay, and the price you will pay when she finds out the price you paid. The the one for me that I really love and that's been happening to me for as long as I've been married. Yeah,
3: the FFLF female fund limitation factor. And you described it as almost done rebuilding that engine you've been working on for three years you're about you've just put a few drops in the carburetor you got all the guys
1: out in the garage (laughs) you're
3: about to turn the key the door opens it's time to eat (laughs) (laughs) if you want to eat you gotta get in here and what is that contraption you're working (laughs) on (laughs) everything's a contraption
1: you got 48 hour rule yeah, I know that Common one. Common surface savings and loan. That one, yeah. 50 50 90 rule. Yep. When you got a 50% chance of being right, right. you'll be wrong 90% percent of the time. time.
2: Right, right. Uh, the three, worst f- on the FFLF, though, is when you got that, uh, it's in the middle of summer, you got some extra time, and you come home and she's cut the grass.
1: Oh, that's it. That's a, that's a, it that works year round. I just, uh, how about when you get the call at work and she says, honey, I just did the snow blowing? Yeah. No, uh, that's no, why? female why fun limitation. Yes, factor. I want to get out
2: there. Boy,
1: I did a bad thing yesterday. Uh oh. What? Got the snowmobile out of the uh, snowblower out of the shed and brought her into the garage. <laughs> Getting ready.
2: <laughs> that's the one of the last nail today for me was hell. Uh, the uh, sprinkler guy oh, yeah. came and did all this. Ch-ch-ch-ch-t. Yep. That's, uh, that's you summer guys, is over when Hal meets
3: you. You can't do anything by yourself, can you? It's just, you cannot run an air hose to the sprinkler. And <laughs> you, do you think I have a, do a
1: compressor that size? You see the compressors these guys haul around? Oh, no, you guys are. You can yeah, it's a you cons- you can trailer trailer missile one. with You're it. You're a bunch of women. Yeah. <laughs> well, just because you live in a weed infested
3: <laughs> farm
1: plot. Right. I can take care of myself. Right. Right. Uh, in any event, the caravan. Back to the caravan.
3: Yes. Not another 40 miles <laughs> every day.
2: Every, the other kids, are we there yet? Donde esta? Esta? esta?
1: It, it's, it's very puzzling how that can happen. And and God forbid anyone dies. They've lost one person so far,
2: Well, we which it, in know.
1: and of itself strikes me as extraordinary. They've lost one. There's been one death. Do any of them do what our emigrants did on the
3: Oregon Trail where they'll... Tie up a couple of cattle and drag them along with, too. <laughs> I haven't
1: seen any animals getting pulled along. Yeah, when our people did it and went west, you had the old wagon trains, right? It's not the Donner Party? Even oh, Well, that was well, one of, one of that, many over they a course quite, of 20 years. They didn't
2: quite make it. <laughs> ah, geez. okay.
3: Uh, or the Native Americans, when they got up and moved, even the dogs would carry something. Oh, yeah. They had a bunch of dogs. And yeah. the, really? Right. Oh, yeah. They'd strap They're the down. dogs up with crap and let them
1: do some work. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's worth keeping your eye on as you ch- as you attempt to puzzle this out. How, how can it be that 14,000 people can walk that far?
0: Joe? Yes? Now I got another story. It says they're traveling about 20 miles a day. Okay, Even I saw 40. The slow oh, 20 makes it's more not sense. Not easy.
2: Yeah. It's like when you're on those moving sidewalks. There's a a, a walk fast <laughs> side and it kind of, you know, just uh, move along. Yeah, See, them. I was
4: going to go with this sounds like a Roycey story. Every time we hear it, you know. <laughs> There's one more home run hit, or I walked that much farther. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Oh,
3: uh, what about your buddy uh, Matt, the Megabus guy? Don't they have a Megabus where they can go,
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. go like,
2: <laughs> yes. go like three hundred miles for two dollars? <laughs> That would be per- the Mexican megabus. Bus. <laughs> Round up Come a couple of quarters.
4: Oh, oh my God!
2: <laughs> Stop every Maybe five Maybe that's miles what Honduras so is funding. I gotta mega go
4: to the bathroom. <laughs> pull it over. Just go in your seat. Go in the
2: makeshift urinal we have oh. in the back, which is a, a windshield washer <laughs> cup.
1: Okay, that's all funny, but let's say fourteen thousand people make it to Tijuana.
2: Okay. And which I think they're going to. And
1: they get in to the country. Well, when's the next 14,000 coming? What What well, are we supposed to do about this? Uh, the door is locked. They don't get in.
3: Well. We've got plenty of time to get ready. Well, what the hell? We can't.
1: You can't shoot them. You just don't let them in. I guess. They even turn around and walk
4: it's back. a big, huge Nobody's, rubber. Rubber. nobody's home. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, big... like <laughs> my house at Halloween.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all the
4: lights all are all dark. House huh? I can't.
3: I'm peeking out the blinds. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's one of my many amazing uh, Halloween uh, foibles is I've always wondered all my life, who are the late kids? Who the hell are the late kids? Who are the late kids? Mm-hmm. Who's knocking on that door at 9 o'clock? They Get were, the hell out they of They were there. busy pregaming. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have a uh, John Height newscast coming yes, up? Yes, sir. All right. Here's John
0: Height. Thank you, Joe. Now I found another story that says 40 miles a (laughs) day. Who knows? Uh, One quick sports note before we get to the news of the day. Uh, The Twins still looking for a manager, and apparently uh, one of their leading candidates is Rocco Baldelli, and he's been invited back for a second interview. Uh, He's 37. Right now he's the Major League Field Coordinator for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Baldelli is friends with Twins bench coach Derek Shelton, also a strong candidate for the position. Uh, back in his days, he was a highly touted candidate, but uh, his career was derailed. He had a rare metabolic muscular disorder that caused frequent soft tissue injuries, fatigue, and other ailments. What do they see in this guy, John? Well, he's uh, he's been a noted bench guy since he retired for Tampa Bay so he's, I think he's on the list for a lot of teams, actually, from what I've read.
4: He was a top prospect, too, at one point. He was.
2: So the era of us uh, <laughs> kind of being chummy with our know, uh, Twins managers. That, I know. That's, I know. you know, we had uh, Tom Kelly, mm-hmm. then Guardy who was kind of in on it, uh, then Molitor. And, um, was Guardy the
1: guy that had the big, giant, deep-sea diving watch? Did, did Guardy have the giant wristwatch?
2: I believe so. He got a nice watch. Molitor had a big watch, too. I wonder if they got them at Moeller? I'm sure they do. What do the, they got the, at the molar? watch
1: event? Is this week, all right? And starting tomorrow through Saturday, it's the annual watch show at RF Moeller Jewelry in Highland, Ford, and Cleveland, the flagship store. Joe,
3: yeah. yeah. Since we last talked, yeah, my watch, yep, yeah. still says the 11th. All right. So <laughs> then get over there. Yeah. You need to get over to and go. take advantage <laughs> of it.
1: Kenny, they'll give you 250 <laughs> bucks off any watch, $500 or more. They're they're bringing Hello. all their watch inventory to the Highland store Thursday through Saturday. And another bonus for GL Podcast listeners, $100 off any Rolex overhaul. So uh, that's tomorrow through Saturday at the uh, flagship store. The other stores, of course, are at 50th and France and Edina and Gabaday Common in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, Moeller helps bring you this podcast, and you can save two hundred and fifty bucks on any watch five hundred dollars or more, and a hundred bucks off any Rolex tune-up. Mention Garage Logic, but don't bring up Kenny. Right,
2: <laughs> or uh, now, height.
0: <laughs> you right. But yeah, what's up with you, especially John? height
2: this week? Jeez.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, now, news. Let's wow, talk let's news. Get news, John. As we've been talking about all four potential explosive devices sent to Hillary Clinton, former President Obama, billionaire philanthropist George Soros, and CNN at Manhattan's Time Warner Center are thought to be linked, according to a law enforcement official. Two of the devices, one addressed to Clinton's home, one to Obama in Washington, were intercepted by the Secret Service. Uh, Both were discovered at off-site locations. Neither the former secretary of state nor former president were ever at risk, according to officials. Another suspicious package, one addressed to ex-CIA chief John Brennan, that appeared similar to the other three, forced an evacuation of CNN at the Time Warner Center. Uh, The uh, law enforcement officials say at least three of the parcels, those addressed to Clinton, Obama, and Soros, had a manila outer packaging and the devices had stamps on them. The devices appear to be working explosives, according to sources. The signature is nearly the same on all three packages, and at least two listed the return address as former Democratic National Committee Chairwoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz. (laughs) Schultz's office in Florida also received a possible suspicious package. That is under investigation. In the last half hour, New York City Police Commissioner uh, has said that the package CNN received did contain a live explosive and an envelope with white powder. And New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo uh, said about fifteen minutes ago, an additional suspicious device was found at his Manhattan.
3: What's the process office. for finding these? I mean, that's how, my question. Yeah, how how do you how
2: to do you determine find that
1: them? something is right? I would imagine if you're an ex president. Well, let me ask you, uh, President Clinton. Yes. When you, uh, even in retirement from the presidency, doesn't the Secret Service check your mail?
2: Uh, in fact, they do. But I have a. Uh, a special secretary that... Uh, checks your packages? Yeah, she checks my package every day, uh, no matter what. And it's usually, it's uh, just fan mail, you know, are you available, or when's Hillary gone, that kind of stuff. Right, right. What about uh, uh, President Bush? Have you ever
1: experienced anything like this?
2: L- uh, let me ask him. He's right. just sitting right here next to me. All right. <laughs> what? Have you ever had uh, an experience with a troubling package? Yeah, sometimes I can't get my lucky charms open. It's uh, difficult. I think they changed the packaging, uh-huh. and it's difficult. To sometimes I just get a, a out of frustration, get a a scissors, yeah. <laughs> cut it right up. <laughs> lucky <laughs> well, charms, huh? Just a lucky, lucky charm. Charms. Maybe uh, uh, lucky marshmallows—is it called? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, as far as the mail is concerned, right? I don't get much mail. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's uh, it's done by somebody else.
1: That's what I figured.
2: Was that your question? Yes, it is. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, KSTP 5 Eyewitness <laughs> News has obtained more than 100 pages of emails from the city of St. Paul that shows growing concern about that homeless encampment along I-35 on Cathedral Hill. Oh. And a November 1st deadline to close it. It's been acknowledged, Joe. Mm-hmm. Our private conversation has gone public. In mm-hmm. an email data Did you write about it?
1: Nope. Okay.
0: Dated October 8th, Deputy Director of Safety and Inspections Travis Bistotto said the mayor supports the communication with campers that the occupation of the camp will not be allowed after November 1st as other homeless shelter resources become available. Bistotto also sent another email dated the same day to Deputy Mayor Jamie Tincher, which said the camp had, since July 1st, one sexual assault investigation, one aggravated domestic assault, three reports of fires and explosions, and 21 calls of a person down or a person in crisis. In the email exchanges, City noted there had been 93 citizen complaints since July 1st about the camp. In the email conversation, City staff and advocates for homeless people estimate there are 25 tents set up at the camp with about 30 people living there. The city's decided to open its winter safe space program a month earlier than usual to give people a chance to utilize the lower level of the government center. The Winter Safe Space will open November 1st, which is the same day the homeless camp will close. And city leaders are working with advocates for the homeless to help save some of those or to help some of those people utilize the Winter Safe Space. That reminds
3: me, the uh, camp over in Minneapolis, uh, MnDOT and patrol have closed the eastbound 94 exit to east 55 Hiawatha for today only as they erect fences and barriers to protect the camp from snow, debris, from clouds, no. et, et cetera, Yeah, cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I realize we're not on the air, and by
1: the time you listen to it, this uh, information is old, but that ramp is closed right now. Getting back to the caravan of uh, people marching to the United States, I can see Carlos and Maria down in Honduras saying, let's get the hell out of here. We don't have a future exactly. here. And working their way up here somehow and figuring out how to get in. How how was it that it got organized for 7500 people now called 14000 who did the organizing
2: that might be where your sponsorship comes in who did the organizing because they would have right they would have to get all those people together and say on October 5th we're leaving at 11am yep.
1: October 15th
3: be ready
2: hell or high water you
3: yep. know what it's like going on like say a motorcycle trip with three four other guys mm-hmm. or a snowmobile it's a you know it's a nightmare everybody's mm-hmm. on their own schedule and Gas stops and pee stops. Can mm-hmm. you imagine all these people? No, I
1: can't. That's why it's so. Uh, well, we it's, really have to leave at eight. That's so right. early.
3: Let's yeah, leave at noon. So
4: if they organized it to leave at eleven, do you think they gave it some grace period and said, "Well, if we're gone by one, that's probably fine"? Yeah. Yeah. How
2: it always goes, right? We, we waited and trip. waited. <laughs> <laughs> Jose, we waited and waited. Mm-hmm.
0: Target is getting a head start on uh, pulling in holiday business. Starting November 1st, Target customers will be able to get free two-day shipping on thousands of items. Target rep said there isn't a minimum purchase amount required. Customers don't have to be red card holders. Uh, The deal will work from
2: November 1st through December What
4: could you ship from Target, Rook? Do you know?
2: Uh, You could ship your pants. (laughs) Wow. Welcome to fourth grade. <laughs> no, uh, you know. no, you don't
4: remember that great Kmart ad from like three Super Bowls ago? Was it ago? UPS or Kmart? It was, I, I think go. it was Kmart. Because okay. they wow. they unveiled their online shipping program. Got it. I do also remember
0: 22 years ago when I worked across the hall on the morning show and we did that in a prank phone call also.
3: So How'd that work? Such is sitting there over there thinking... I'm in the Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Yep,
0: that's right. You
2: You're in now. You can't. They can't take you out. No.
1: Well, they can't. No. Now
0: we've got to we gotta get you hall. into the podcasting hall. <laughs> <laughs> president Trump lashing out at his Federal Reserve chairman saying in a Wall Street Journal interview, the man he picked for the Post, Jerome Powell, seems to enjoy raising interest rates. Powell's actions at the U.S. Central Bank threaten economic growth, the president said in the interview. Uh, the president said every time we do something great, he raises the interest rates. While noting it's too early to say, the president said that he, quote, maybe regrets picking Powell for the job. <laughs> Lottery officials say, yes, someone won the record 1.6 one, 6 one million jackpot. Wow. A ticket purchased in South Carolina matched all six numbers.
1: The jackpot- Which is near Greenville. And I know a guy who lives in Greenville. I did, wonder if it's did him. Do you have a ticket? I don't know jackpot's been growing since July.
0: Is he going to download
4: the podcast every day? That's an Uncle
3: Tupelo song, right? I know a guy that lives in Greenville. I don't know. (laughs) I think it is.
1: This guy is too cheap to have bought a ticket.
0: (laughs) Although Minnesota didn't have the Mega Million uh, winner, seven ticket holders were still big winners. Is he related to you, Joe? No. Okay. According to the Minnesota Lottery representative, seven tickets matched four of the first five numbers plus the Mega Ball. So, uh, seven folks here in Minnesota, make sure you check your
1: tickets. Uh, have ten thousand dollar winners. Yeah, I didn't even look at my ticket. Well, you should look because you, you
0: could just
2: win. tossed it. I don't think I looked at my. No, I got it
1: at home. I just didn't bother looking at well, it when they... I heard somebody won. Well, there's more than the big jackpot. I'm you not. Know, I'm, I'm not interested in the measly a measly ten million, grand. 10 don't grand. want the ten yeah. grand. Huh. I want the one point six. Wow. Okay, I'll look though. I'll look.
2: Yeah, tonight's ain't too shabby either. That's about. I don't have one for tonight. My wife's
1: reaction.
3: She's always willing to settle for second best. Always says, you know, I just want the hundred thousand.
2: No,
4: no. Well, so you're (laughs) the hundred thousand of of (laughs) husbands. So to get ten
1: grand, (laughs) always willing to settle for less. (laughs) So to get ten grand, I'd need four numbers and the and the Powerball number. That's the the Mega mega or Mega Ball number. Mega Ball. But you can also win. There's lesser, you know. Also. My cutoff would be about a grand. You know,
2: That's Otherwise, not worth
1: the trip to the lottery office. Have
2: to I, go uh, to the lottery that's office where you and I kind of go like yeah, this. Yeah, I think uh, I, that's I, the I'm, fork in the road. I'm walking 3,000 miles from Honduras <laughs> the, to get that 75 bucks. The four of us would be a
4: caravan <laughs> yeah, walking yes, 40 miles a yes. day. We'd but, take the mega bus <laughs> to the <laughs> right, Mega right, Millions right, office. Right. <laughs> uh, a
0: 1792 Birch scent is going up for auction a historically large piece of U.S. history. Uh, one cent piece, one will be sold to the highest bidder by Stax Bowers Galleries, a numismatic auction house based in California. This coin as an estimated value of $1 million. Wow. wow, a little more than a wheat penny, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The uh, coin had been commissioned by Thomas Jefferson originally. Just a handful of birch cents were minted as an example of what the newly formed U.S. government was considering producing at well, the time.
1: Why was it called a birch scent? Does it have a picture of a birch tree on it, I wonder? I, I I'm going to look up birch I, I, scent. I, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it was Steve Birch. Well, was, was there a guy it's... named Birch? Yeah,
0: Steve. Steve, yeah. It was seen firsthand by Jefferson and George or Washington his brother Carl, I don't know. And the latter was supposed to speak about the coins to Congress in the fall of 1792, but his speechwriter at the time, Alexander Hamilton, inexplicably left them out of the speech, mentioning only the new silver 5-cent pieces that had been made in 5 uh, in far greater quantities of uh, four varieties originally made this particular birch cent classified as a Judd 3 is the only one known to exist without lettering on the edge. It hasn't been sold in more than 40 years.
2: This design has been traditionally ascribed to a British artist named William Russell Birch. There you go. There he is. Billy Birch. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oh, Billy. Billy, Billy, Billy,
1: Billy,
3: Billy.
0: According to to the Wallet Hub, St. Paul is number 10 in the nation for best cities to celebrate Halloween. (sighs) Yeah. The method for research comes from analysis, costume stores per capita, to average price per Halloween party ticket, and the share of potential trick-or-treat
1: stops. The costume store in downtown St. Paul would constitute big business. I have never yeah. understood Halloween. I oh, love it. Why?
3: Rook, even Rook's as a to come over there and Even out. as a kid, why I'm like, what? Free? I do what now? I think
1: well, it's America's third most popular holiday. Following, I, yes. I would imagine, Christmas and, I don't
4: get and what? Thanksgiving? The 4th and of July, maybe? The yeah. 4th of July, get it. So according is to that is a fishing opener anywhere on no. that list? According to that study, then your uh your neck of the woods is full of BS then. Is it doesn't Danoka claim to be the Halloween capital? Halloween of the capital world? of the world. Well, St. That's Paul's a...
1: only claiming to be the tenth best. Yeah. Well they're not claiming it. It's it's Wallet Hub that's claiming yeah. it. Yeah. What's in it for Wallet Hub to keep producing this BS?
4: To get on the GL people, podcast. And people will
0: click on it. Oh, I see. And then they'll sell advertising. Mm-hmm. That's the way it's supposed to work anyway. Uh New York is number one if you're wondering. I wasn't. You, know, you weren't. No. Uh, all the other ones are. I'm wondering, who was number six? Number six is Santa Ana, California. Uh, well, clearly. Yeah. yeah. That was easy.
3: When did Come you on. start wearing uh, glasses during
0: your new These newscast? are cheaters. Uh, I this wear... reminds
3: me of working with John McDougal back in the uh, 80s. Young man. He always put them down at the tip of his nose. I like, do that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, dress are, you down a little bit.
0: Yeah. These are only for my computer, but I forgot to take them off. See, my Kenny, as you can see, is 24 font. I have no problems reading that. So. Holy
4: crap. Sorry, I asked. Do you have the yeah. big clown buttons on your phone?
0: Anyway. <laughs> anyway. To Kill a Mockingbird has been voted America's best loved novel by readers nationwide. The 1960 book by Harper Lee emerged as number one in PBS's The Great American Read Survey. The uh, results announced Tuesday on the show's finale. More than 4 million votes were cast in the six-month-long contest that put 100 titles to the test. Books that were published as a series counted as a single entry. To Kill a Mockingbird has sold more than 40 million copies worldwide, remains a fixture on school reading lists. The 1962 screen adaptation won three Oscars, including a Best Actor trophy for Gregory Peck's portrayal of the book's hero, Atticus Finch. Set in the 1930s South, the book centers on Attorney Finch and his young kids, Scout and Jem. When Finch defends an African-American man falsely accused of assaulting a white woman, the trial and its repercussions open scout's eyes to the world around her. Lee's second published novel, Ghost Set a Watchman. Did you ever... Uh, I did a, not read it. No, I, I thought, what's the point? Uh, it was written in the 50s, uh, but it's essentially a sequel and wasn't released until 2015.
1: I've told you this before. You know who her great friend was? Hmm. Truman Capote. True, yeah, Capote. Mm-hmm. She did reporting for Capote when he was writing in Cold Blood. She went with him to... Uh, Mm-hmm. To really yeah oh i didn't know that mm-hmm. yep. and there's some controversy that he might have had a hand in writing mockingbird but that's been disproven well, and like, they had a falling out because of that
3: and truman kind of talked like this yeah he had a difficult speech did me. He? he was yeah. difficult to listen to
0: there was a
4: hell uh, of a reporter
0: a real writer yep rerun of a, uh, there's Carson on every night on one of the channels I watched the other night with Truman Capote. Oh, well, he was a frequent guest. Oh, it's a fascinating interview. Yeah. Too. And All I could think of was, he spent 20 minutes with him. I thought, can you imagine any of today's late night hosts attempting this interview?
1: I, I just... No. And, in fact, the New York Times uh, will say, will uh, always have on the front page of the website, uh, the best, best last night in talk shows. And it'll be Jimmy Kimmel rips Trump or something. Yeah. There's no, no, there's no entertainment on these late night right. shows no. anymore. Mm-hmm. We that no. all left with, uh, I think that all left with Johnny Carson. No. Yeah.
2: Capote wrote, yeah, in Cold Blood. And then First Blood was next. Is no. that right? No.
1: Hi, Joe Souchere here, the mayor of Garage Logic. Once again, addressing the youth of Gumption County on some uh, matters regarding Halloween. Who, who are the late kids? Who are the kids that arrive past, oh, say, 9 p.m. We've wondered about this in Gumption County for years and years and years. You just get all your stuff settled, everything's put away, the porch lights off, and ah! oh,
2: for
1: God's sake, do you have to scare me in the middle of a public service announcement? This is your mayor, Joe Souchere, speaking on behalf of Halloween. End
3: of the world as we know it. Long about fine.
1: April, you can Joseph see Durant. it in the people's eyes. Kenny will enjoy this email. It's from a uh, it's from a fellow who wants his name kept private and his uh, his job kept private. Right on. I get that. All right. All right. I've been listening to the show off and on since I was Navy enlisted in the late 90s. The transition to podcast has been great for me as I live on the North Shore and have little radio coverage anyway. As a public service announcement to Diversityville, Liberal Lakes and Euphoria, the leaves are gone. So go away. <laughs> I refer to these folks as leaf lickers and they have an amazing <laughs> and they have an amazing ability to get lost in the woods causing a drain on the local public safety people. Then <laughs> I can't read what he uh, wrote back as he wants his what he does for a living kept quiet and his name kept quiet but I love his sentiment and I knew Kenny would get yeah. a kick out of that. Go, go away. away. <laughs> Enough already. Yeah. Jeez. Get this. Uh, My wife and I own a duplex in the Midway-Hamlin area of St. Paul. I was surprised to get a letter in the mail this week telling me of a new ordinance that has been passed by the city council. According to Ordinance 18-42, I must now provide all renters with a voter registration pamphlet every time a new lease is signed. Failure to comply with this requirement is a petty misdemeanor. Wow. So now I will be charged with the crime if I don't inform my tenants how to register to vote. Wow. God forbid we require the voting population to be resourceful. I wonder if next year I'll be required to provide <clears throat> transportation for my tenants to the voting polls. You don't give me any ideas. Isn't that amazing? Why in the hell should the landlord assume that responsibility for a tenant? That's it makes a, no sense. Who's
2: authored this in, in the know. city, uh, I wonder? I don't know, but I'm. It's yesterday. just funny how that stuff is just dismissed when they when they waste time on something like this that they're not called out on it. How much time was wasted with this stupid ordinance? Well, did you see the latest from Melvin Carter?
1: I, do I want to know what he, is he it? He wants to establish out of whole cloth uh, a financial uh, awareness office. I, I think I have the name wrong, huh? and it'll require four hundred grand. Three hundred grand of it will go to salary for three people, and what what they'll be <laughs> wow. what, what they'll hey, be wait. what they'll be charged to do is uh, inform people uh, about their financial uh, about money they might be leaving on the table by not doing their taxes properly or what have you. Well, uh, that's it's to fight poverty. It's a year-round gig, huh? Hundred k a year.
3: Hey, that's what's right.
2: what it sounds like. Are all slots filled, or how do you? What's the qualifications? Uh, uh, for ten
3: dollars, <laughs> I'll tell you. Save all receipts. There you go. Right there. There's your key. Kenny's tip of the day.
1: Save all receipts. Uh, Back to the leaves. Joe, I wanted to thank you for the show. I think it's great. The other day, a police officer stopped by to let me know that leaves leaves on my property are touching my neighbor's hostas, (laughs) which are on my property. I know Uh, that the police officer was just doing uh, his job, and his enthusiasm was off the charts. Idiots. Me, to, shush and his enthusiasm was <laughs> off the charts. to let me know my leaves were touching a plant on my property. The subject I want to toss your way is should this lady be sent a bill from the city for using the police in this matter? I feel it is absolutely ridiculous that anyone uses the police in this matter or anything like it. By the way, this, of course, wasn't the first time I have received complaints from my lovely neighbor. In the past, she has complained about the flow of water for my property to hers. Snow, for my property, blowing onto her flower beds. Wow. And these are just a couple of examples of the insanity. Thanks again, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Yeah, you're living next to an old hippie there, uh, Howie, and wow. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's, uh, wow. it's just dreadful. It's just dreadful. That's almost an example of man, pee, 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 people, losing sight of nature. Snow blows around. It has nothing to do with the invasion of your property. Uh-
2: Explain to me, uh, wh- I can't picture Wind? in my mind's eye, what this complaint was.
1: Oh, well, let's do
2: it again. Le- leaves that have fallen, or is
3: it... Such isn't one of the great pleasures when the tree in your yard drops all its leaves into your neighbor's yard? Yeah, that's so that's one back. of the great pleasures of life.
1: Yeah, and you're rooting for a 30-mile-an-hour <laughs> yeah. wind to blow it into the neighbor's you don't yard. Need to, you don't need to rake that junk up. <laughs> Wait for the wind. We've had great winds lately. I don't have a leaf on my land. No, yeah. It's you. all in your neighbors. It's that's awesome. awesome. Oh, it just kept blowing east. I don't know who got it. Uh, Rook, to answer your question, uh, apparently she was concerned that leaves uh, were touching her hostess. I, I don't understand why that uh, – she's an example of someone who apparently gets up in the morning and looks for something to be uh, uh, very uh, alarmed by.
2: This is Crabtree peering from behind the drapes.
1: Mm-hmm. This, this is shades of uh, – who got in the fight? Who's the politician that got in the fight with the uh, neighbor? Rand Paul. Rand Paul got attacked by the neighbor because of yard debris. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Damn near killed him. Wrecked him. Wrecked him. Damn near killed Killed him. All right. uh, Thank (laughs) you very much.